Aloha, everyone. Welcome to Hawaii Abroad Audio Podcast. I'm your host, Auntie Max. Thank you for being here. Thank you for tuning in. And today is Mana'o Monday, which means that you get to hear a little bit about our culture lessons that I would like to share from what I grew up learning. First of all, on the day of the release of this episode, it is 4th of July. And I want to share a little bit about what Independence Day means to Native Hawaiians. So a quick disclaimer here is that this topic may be hard to hear because it goes back into history and share about the overthrow and during that time. And I know when I was taught this uh, many years ago, And the more I was learning about it, the harder it was for me to accept. So I'm going to try and share what I know and try not to be as disturbing as it was when I first learned it. So here we go. If you go back to episode 12, that was entitled Mana'o Monday Kamehameha the Great. Yeah, so I share a little bit about during his time, how he was able to unite all the islands under one kingdom. And we'll, we'll be sharing from what happened after he united all the islands in 1810. So many, many foreigners came to dwell in our islands and mostly to teach our people about religion mainly about Christianity so a lot of missionaries came to dwell within the islands eventually they saw many opportunities when it comes to business so we got some businessmen here well during Kamehameha's reign specifically in 1843 Kamehameha gained international recognition of an independent nation of the state. So Hawaii became independent and it was recognized internationally, which means we can operate under one government and be recognized throughout the whole world. About six years later, in 1849, a treaty was signed between the Hawaiian Islands and 20 other international countries. So they recognize that Hawaii is its own entity. So this is when our monarchs was representing us internationally. So all the Hawaiian people, you know, we would communicate with our monarchs. Our monarchs would communicate on that international level to share what is best for our islands. So we have our own government. As years pass, we have foreigners that became advisors to our government. These foreign advisors, along with the businessmen, eventually gained a lot of power throughout Hawaii, whereas they started accumulating land so that they can become more successful, especially in the business area. And one of the main industries that we had in Hawaii was sugar. So we had a lot of sugarcane fields here and there. Of course, Hawaii has great tropical climate, right? So it's a great place for agriculture. So yeah, these businessmen, 
they started making a lot of money and accumulating land so that they can provide their crops, you know. But anyway, a quick overview about the Kamehameha family. So we had King Kamehameha the Great, which is the one that united all the islands, and he got us known internationally. And then we have Kamehameha the Second, the Third, the Fourth, the Fifth. And then the Fifth, he failed to leave a successor, a name of a successor. So Hawaii actually went into an election to elect the next king, which is still in the Kamehameha line. They just don't have the Kamehameha name, but they're still in the line. Um, so Lunalilo became our first elected king, which he passed within a year. And then the next king was Kalakaua, David Kalakaua. Now during his reign, it was really interesting because yes, our government was operating as independent so we were a sovereign nation known throughout international so throughout the world but during his reign because these foreigners was trying to gain and more like keep their power in operation there was a constitution that was brought to the king and he was forced to sign it this Constitution is pretty much called the Bayonet Constitution because he was forced to sign it while he was under arms. You know, they forced him to sign it. And what happened is that this Constitution actually stripped most of the power from the Hawaiian government and transferred it to the different foreign advisors. So this is where you can see that it gets pretty disturbing because here we have a nation that is recognized internationally and was an agreement internationally was signed that they have the right to govern their own people, their own nation. But here we have a group of foreigners that is trying to pull that from them politically. Although when you look at all these nations throughout the world, they are much, much bigger than Hawaii. However, when it comes to international law, there is protection. And if any nation falter on that agreement, it could be looked at as an act of war. Now, before I continue, I want to encourage my listeners to do your own research to see if what I am sharing is actually true. And I would love to get some comments or feedback from you folks about our topic today. But like I said, it is what was taught to me as I grew up in the culture and through my education in Hawaiian studies. Um, this is what I was taught, so I'm just sharing it. And yeah, when I was taking this course, learning about, you know, Hawaiian sovereignty, believe me, it was really hard for me. And I literally had to just stop and take a break throughout this whole process, really. So getting back to our lesson, the Bayonet Constitution signing with King Kalakaua took place in 1887. The king's sister, Liliokalani, stated that her brother 
actually was very convinced that if he did not sign this constitution, that he would be assassinated. And that there was so much betrayal happening amongst his cabinet that he wasn't even sure who was friends and who wasn't. He wasn't sure who to trust anymore. You know, as a Kanaka myself, learning about this and, you know, about what our king had to go through, you know, my heart hurts. It's like, how dare they? You know, how dare people disrespect and treat people like this? You know, it's just really not the Hawaiian way. But unfortunately, you know, as Hawaiians, we do come across with a lot of heart and somehow people can backstab us. And that's why it's important that we surround ourselves with people that we can trust, that honors you, and you can honor them. Anyway, once again, the Bayonet Constitution was signed in 1887. And in 1890, not too long after, King Kalakaua went on a trip. While he was in California, actually, he got sick and passed on January 20th, 1891. So his successor took the throne. His sister, Lili'uokalani, now became our first ruling queen of Hawaii, Queen Lili'uokalani. Now, Lili'uokalani was very well educated. And one of the first things that she wanted to do was change the constitution. And this constitution would restore the ruling entity or the power of the monarch and also give voting power back to the Native Hawaiians. And of course, the businessman was not for that. You know, politics, it would affect the politics. It would affect the business industry. So if that happened, their power would probably be stripped. And this is when the conspiracy started. When 13 foreigners, they formed a group called the Republic of Hawaii. And their plan was really to just annex our queen. So in 1893, a U.S. military ship came into port. And this group decided to use that as an opportunity to protect the rights of the U.S. settlers. So the military soldiers came on land and imprisoned our queen in the Iolani Palace, in one of the rooms of the palace. Why? Because they was trying to prevent her from having that new constitution pass. So they accused her of treason. So this group, again called the Republic of Hawaii, actually eventually they reestablished their group name and was called the Committee of Safety, which is something like they're trying to keep the citizens of Hawaii safe, but really, who they, do they think they're fooling? Personally, I think they're just trying to keep their pockets safe. But anyway, their ultimate goal was annexation to the United States of America. Of course, as the queen was in prison, the people gathered and they did sign a petition against annexation. It was estimated that it was almost 40,000 citizens signed this petition against annexation. 
But you know, the funny thing is the conspiracy on this whole situation is that the documentation is showing that the citizens of Hawaii was for annexation, that they was willing to relinquish their citizenship for annexation to become Americans, which is not true when you look at the petitions that was signed, which is really, they didn't even pay attention to those petitions. Why is that important? Because of the international treaty that we have about the nation. If the people of the nation is not willing to relinquish that, but somehow it was relinquished, then that could be part of an investigation that needs to happen. And it could also be an act of war against the American America. Okay, so I'm going to try and speed this up a little bit more. But when it came to 1898, um, Hawaii became a territory. And that's when the Hawaiian flag was removed from Iolani Palace, which was the capital of Hawaii at that time. And it was replaced with the American flag. So Hawaii became a territory in 1898. So now what followed was a series of events to not only give the American government power, but to diminish the Hawaiian people and its culture. So we start with the language. So the Hawaiian language was pretty much, it was removed from the public schools. A natural law was made, whereas in the schools, you're not allowed to speak Hawaiian. You need to speak only English. And as a result of that, people started speaking English more in the public areas. And in addition, many of the Hawaiian lands was transferred to the American government, leaving the people without, pretty much so. So Hawaii lost its independence, became a territory of America, and eventually, in 1959, became a state, at which we call it statehood, right? They became a state of America, the 50th state of America. Okay, so now there's so much I can share about this whole timeline, but I just spoke about 1959 statehood. So I'm going to jump far ahead to 1993. And that is when President Clinton signed that apology letter. It's a public law. It's actually called Public Law 103-150. And this is pretty much an apology stating that America was at fault and that the annexation, the overthrow, the statehood, pretty much everything was done illegally. When it comes to the international treaty that was signed back in 1849, which means that Hawaii is an independent state, an independent entity. Okay, so now after sharing all of that, what does that have to do with Independence Day? Well, we lost our independence. Hawaii lost their independence. And yes, it was illegally taken from us. So when it comes to Independence Day, why should we celebrate that when we ended up losing our 
independence. Uh, see, so there's a connection right there. So that's kind of why the Native Hawaiians don't honor the meaning of this day. So let me just take a pause here and step back a little bit and just share my opinion on how this topic affects us today. I understand how this whole issue, this whole event affects what us Hawaiians are going through now. I totally understand that. But as for being someone that totally supports the sovereignty movement that is happening now, I am not sharing this information to convert anybody. I just want to help share and educate what this day actually mean for the Kanaka Maoli and help the public to understand where they are coming from. So where do we go from here? I personally really don't know. I know that there's a movement to revitalize and bring back the sovereignty government of Hawaii, but I'm not part of that group that is pushing for it. But I do make sure that I understand and I know what's happening. And like I said before, people, if you want, research. Do some research on this topic and see how you can understand it. And if you want to do anything about it or you just want to sit back and just understand why this is happening. What is the actual history line of it? So in conclusion, Independence Day, July 4th, is a day to celebrate for America their independence. But when it comes to the Hawaiian kingdom, it's a totally different story. It's actually their, our independence got taken from us illegally, which is actually what the United States government signed and stated that they did it illegally. So I'm just sharing their same words. And I would encourage you guys to look up that law, which is, again, entitled Public Law 103-150. All right, gang, I hope you guys found some value in this information that I shared. If anything, I'm hoping that it at least educate people and let them know our side or the Hawaiian native side of this whole situation. All right, gang. So before you leave, make sure you rate the podcast, two stars, five stars, whatever you think. And don't forget to subscribe so you can get notifications whenever a new episode is released. Thank you for spending time with me today. And thank you for learning about our culture. This is Auntie Max signing out for now. Aloha. Aloha.